Here's a little ditty about a cat It's a black cat who loves mystery And astrology like you and me It's black cats and the zodiac Hey, okay, hi Um, I, I, I was listening to the intro And I wanted to like start it like the podcast like as the intro is ending and like have like fade into it maybe kind of sort of I'll have to go back and probably like uh do that kind of effect if I remember you know how it is <laughs> you know the huge um I probably shouldn't use other people's things but you know who cares um and uh anyway that's what I kind of wanted to do um but it kind of surprised me <laughs> and so like I don't know if it worked out because it was like it ended and I was like, oh, it's my turn. Cause like I was looking at the, I was watching the little, um, the little thing kind of go instead. Anyway, welcome to another riveting episodes of Black Cats and the Zodiac. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I, I am going to go into some personal things cause like, you know me, I like to talk about my life. Um, no, but, um, stares into space no i was thinking um because oh gosh i just feel like i've just been thinking emotionally like all month and i don't know if it's if i'm stressed out or if i'm overwhelmed or uh if i'm just you know lifing um but i think i might just be lifing you know um for the most part yeah dude uh but anyway, I had this really funny thing that I was like, oh, I should write that down. And it was like, um, I was like talking to myself and I was like, self. And then like I lost it because it was supposed to be really funny. So now, <laughs> now I'm just being crazy, uh, which is why you listen. So I guess it works out. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so quick recap, because why am I doing this on Monday? It's been a great weekend. Um, Sanders, are you okay? Um, no, I just look over and he's like looking into his water bowl. Like he's crying or something. And uh, uh, Oh, he's got a large hair in there. One second. One second. What you got? Let me see it. Ouch. Are you good? Okay. Just making sure you're good. Um, all right. He looked up at me like as if he was surprised. I don't know what that's about. Okay, now I scratch my ball. Cats do. You know, as cats do. Um. Oh, interesting. Uh. <laughs> so no. Okay. Yeah. So um, this is kind of funny. So. I have a whole two-year plan mapped out, ready. It has room for adjustments, as one does. I do like to plan for surprises, and I love surprises that are fun. But the thing about surprises is that there is a very strong two-way street. Because the two-way street's like, the good surprises are going, like, you know, they're going forward. And the, that lane, the one-lane road but then the the bad surprises are coming to you and you know on the two-lane street and that that's a three-lane road so uh, I like good surprises but um 
a, a two-year plan that is planned out and it's got some good goals in there and so far January and February those are the heavy heavy hitters to set the tone and they're working out they're doing great it's going well I'm working my butt off it's good um but I've thrown a wrench into my own plan so it's probably it's going to be fine because of who I am as a person but it's funny because uh I told you guys about um one of these one of these people I was talking to and how it was just like a soul connection and everything and um <laughs> and so it turns out we've been hanging out and uh it's been really great and uh turns out we like each other a lot so fancy that fancy that you know I'm not writing the whole Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift romance book but um it's gonna get up there because like I get to just so basically the way I'm handling it let me get into the deets because like I, I feel like I've got to be different um because I've spent like a lot of time by myself you know obviously you're a human if you're a human you're spending time by yourself um and I don't know how well this is going to translate into the whole Pluto moving into Aquarius but I feel like it might have some significance, but this is this is what my plan is. So, in past relationships, like for however long, I've always ever done. Actually, when I think about it, now that I just thought about it, because I just thought about my relationships, because like um, Pluto moved into Aquarius. Well, Pluto was just in Capricorn, and it's been in Capricorn since two thousand eight. And let me think, 2006 my freshman year, 2007 sophomore, 2008 was my junior year of high school, and that's when I got my first boyfriend. And it's in Capricorn, and that would be my 11th house. And what is that? Hold on, I'm going to remind myself what the 11th house is about. Because now I'm talking about it, and now it's actually going to coincide with some astrology that I'm going to be talking about. I'm getting back to my basics. I was also listening to um, Bill Burr earlier, so I think this is all really interesting. So one second. Um, I have learned a little bit of stuff. Um, so uh, I've got my iPad going with GarageBand recording, and then I've got my phone that's just out and about willy-nilly-illy. <laughs> um... So I can Google things. 11th has astrology. Uh, signifies our social networks, associations, and our capacity for fulfilling our dreams. It represents the role of community collaboration and the support we receive from others. So that's interesting. Because through that man, that boy that I dated in high school, I gained a lot of friends. And I ended up going to track. And I ended up doing a lot of accomplishments that year that and I gained a lot of like recognition yeah also knows the house of friendships hopes and wishes yeah that's that's fun okay so that's kind of scary because well maybe not maybe not scary scary Zandy what are you doing babe (laughs) 
He wants to open the window because he's doing the window thing. One second, let me. Oh, he's gonna fall. Here, baby. I'll get the window for you. Okay. He's such a great cat. Um, he's so smart. Okay, yeah, no, that's funny. That's a really funny connection. Um, and then, which would explain a lot, actually. So if it's just been transiting, because then I've just been looking, oh, uh, and I have these relationships. Um, each boy was better. Uh, I think that the first one was probably the best one. The second one, these are just less, I learned my lessons through these boys. So, that's interesting. And each boy was interesting indeed. But that tends to be life. And they all kind of had a wide reach of people that they knew. Or friends and stuff. That's actually really interesting. I didn't make the connection until I just did. Hey, you guys were here for it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, so the way I'm approaching this relationship, which may, now that I know does tie in, actually. I'm sorry, I'm drinking Modelo because I wanted to drink. Has it been really good this month? Sorry, I'm just... Uh, I need to stay on topic when my ADHD brain does not want to, so that's why I skip around a lot. Um, I was thinking that in the, my last episode when I was talking. But anyway, so um, I'm drinking a Modelo because I wanted to drink, but I haven't been drinking a lot because I need to reframe my relationship with alcohol. And this has been really... I don't know what's different. I don't know what's different, but it's been, it's been better. It's been a lot better. Um, cause usually I'll stop drinking for a while and then I'll like slowly come back and then it's like fine, whatever. And then, uh, something will happen and then I'm like, oh, I should probably not drink. But, uh, this has been all right. I think for the most part, I've not like caused any worries of myself. Um, I've not got too sloshed. I, it's, it's the part where you like know when to quit and you're just like, no one like, and I think that getting closer to like um I guess it's the whole like when I'm drinking at other places I know that I don't have to drive so I'm not as like I'm not like slosh slosh but I do get kind of you know what? I don't, I don't want to talk about it because <laughs> it's not like I'm like drunk drunk I'm just A little more than tipsy, I'll say. A little more than tipsy, not quite drunk. But it's still, it still makes me self-conscious about the person I become. I'll say that. Anyway, um, because like of things that have happened, but I, when you don't hang out with, but yeah, I've changed my approach to people. So that's not happening anymore. So I don't have to worry about anything. Uh, yeah.
Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, anyway, so. The way I'm approaching this relationship um, is different. So, in the past, I uh, have ha- have let I've have I have let the people that I date kind of take the reins on life, on my fun and my uh, the activities that we're doing, and I just don't you know I never just like say anything that I want to do. I like kind of just lose myself because I never like speak up for myself. You know what I mean? Um, it's not like it's not their fault. It's not their fault. I become a shell of myself. I need to point that out. Like that's within my healing process. That's something that I realize that I do, and I need to not do that because I am an amazing fucking person, and I just need to like stop just like sticking to like what I think they like about me and only showing them that. For some reason, that's what I'd be doing, and that's why I'd be failing. <laughs> so, in this relationship. I have decided that I'm going to do all the things that I want to do. And so the dates are basically things that I have been wanting to do, but just haven't done. Therefore, ensuring that I'm going to have a good time. And because I think that he likes the things that I do, or just being out with me in general, he enjoys it. But these, I have like done horrible things either like crazy things the craziest thing i've done so far is we went to this night market and we snuck in um basically like they were trying to get tickets at the door i didn't realize they had to buy tickets like i tried to like buy tickets at the door and i could have bought them earlier but i didn't realize like we had to buy tickets in order to get to the actual place because it seemed like it should have been like a free event because you're going to be buying things within the place but you know what that's not how it was so we're trying to talk to this lady and she gives us these little wristbands saying that we can drink and i'm like okay cool and then i'm like but we don't have any tickets and she's like oh yeah yeah go get your tickets over there so then we look and there's like a long line and then she turns away and like she's just you know carrying on and then we're right outside the venue like we're at like the doors are in front of us so we just walked i just grabbed him and walked in and he loved it what a concept. Um, uh, and so then we did that. And then um, we uh, walked around, saw all the vendors. And he loves walk- looking at the vendors. And it was good. And then outside, we tried to leave because we tried to find food because we're hungry. And it's downtown. So it was like there's food somewhere. And um, I was like, yeah, but there should be food here. So then we turned a corner and there were all the food trucks. And then since we left, we shouldn't be able to go back in. But I... Um, talked to the security guard and I was like oh we were just in there we're trying to get some food and he let us back in and it was great and then uh the craziest thing we did do was we danced in public and he's not a big dancer in public but he's not a big dancer in general but neither have any of the other people I've dated really men just don't dance I feel like it's kind of like a kind of a thing I don't know uh some men do but not all men dance and you know that's okay. All I ask is that you try. And he tried, and he did well. And it was great. And then, this last time, we went to these little this little concert thing. Like, I treated him to this restaurant that I wanted to go to because I used a DoorDash a lot. And, um... <laughs> and 
I uh, door dash at this one place a few times, and like the food when I'm driving, and it's just smelling so good in the passenger seat. Like it made me want to like stop and just eat the food and just like take the L for this fucking delivery. But I was not not about that life at the time because like I needed money, honey, and uh, baby girls got gonna get it anyway. So I took him to this restaurant downtown, and it was delicious. I should have got what he got because I looked at the menu prior. And I made my, my decision, but I wanted to know what the salmon was like. Because I love salmon, it's my favorite, and it's usually really good. But this the salmon was lacking because they did this weird processed stuff. It was like sweet, and it counterbalanced, or it didn't really go with the salmon. And then on top, it was like some kind of a sweet like thing too. And that didn't really go with the salmon, because like, you know, with salmon you need something tart. I don't know. So I had my lemon drop because I love lemon drops. And that went really well with the salmon, obviously. But he ordered a, a two-dish thingy. So like he got half chicken and dumplings, half pot roast. And oh my god, that pot roast was delicious. I should have just got the pot roast. You never not get pot roast. I remember I ordered pot roast at a bar, I think, out in the out in the McMinnville area when I say because I was yeah I think it was out there or somewhere and it was delicious like if someone's ordering or has pot roast on the menu you fucking get it it's gonna be like you can't fuck up a pot roast so yeah I should have got that and it was it was so good and he let me have the last bite because he's a gentleman <laughs> and um so then from there I had been scrolling through Instagram and I found these things called like so far sounds and I've um so I've been eyeing those for a while and basically they like have like this intimate concert series with um uh, like po- like uh what am I trying to say with uh artists from the area <laughs> I don't know why that was hard for me um and they just like put on a little show, like three or four songs, and they like have a tell a little story. And sometimes it's like they're singing, sometimes it's like other things, but generally speaking, that's what it's going to be. And um, you can look it up if you want, you guys. Um, it's a worldwide organization, so like it could be in your neck of the woods if you're listening from somewhere from your neck of the woods. I don't know. Um, and uh, it was really fun. It was really cool. And he enjoyed it, and I wanted to go dancing afterwards, but he was like, nah. But instead, we ended up having a discussion about relationship status, because it, I didn't assume, I did not assume that he wanted to go straight to relationship status, and I was just trying to just be, like, courteous of his feelings, and turns out your girl learned a lesson. <laughs> Anyway, um, where was I? Yeah, so with the, I guess the Pluto off my fucking neck, um, I, and out of my house of friendships and stuff like that, I, uh, get to be a person again and just get to have, like, a stable, so this, this relationship then, like, it's probably gonna last for quite a while, with all things considered, which is interesting how... Ever. Pluto has now moved into my 12th house. Um, even though I'm an Aquarius rising, my um, 12th house here 
is ruled by Aquarius. Well, it's ruled by Capricorn technically, but like it's Aquarius. Um, and it's also going to be conjunct by Saturn there. So that means I need to get really good at being disciplined. Because if I'm not, I'm going to be crushed by Pluto. Which is like the equivalent of Hades. And you know, Hades is my favorite Greek, Greek god. Um, oh gosh, that's a lot of water. Zanny, you good? I didn't know this was raining out there. Anyway, so, um, yeah. And so I'm already kind of learning that I need to be more on it. Um, because I've just been letting things slide because I've been, like, a little bit overwhelmed. And I've been taking the graciousness of the universe for granted, basically. Um, I saw this Indeed post for a podcast host a couple nights ago. And it was very entry-level, very, like, if you are basically doing what I'm doing right now, you should apply. And I was like, oh, I'll do it later because it was like midnight and I need to wake up in four hours. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it later. I checked that shit today. Fucking gone. Fucking gone. And so I feel like that's a... It might, it might come back around because sometimes things come back around like that. I do check it periodically. I just don't know how to apply for those kinds of things. But I think it's all in the cover letter. I just need to really revamp my resume. Really, because I have a fun resume. It's full of fucking work experience. But um, it'll be fun to be like a, a podcast host on a different kind of thing. Because I can promote my black cats and like get you guys more professional sounding too. And then like do those kinds of things. Because that is my, uh, my, one of my new dreams, being a podcast host. But like now I feel like I ought to be able to, damn Zandy. <laughs> damn Zandy. <laughs> Crazy. He just zoom zoomed himself out of the room. I uh, hit the wall first. Um, I'm thinking that would be really fun. Yes. Especially now that I have almost two years of experience. <laughs> Podcasting, guys. Isn't that crazy? Um pretty consistent research episodes for the, some of the part at least oh no um sorry I was looking at my phone uh but yeah so let's dig into it so obviously I'm sure you guys can tell that this episode's going to be about Pluto being an Aquarius and so I'm going to go through let me see do what I'm doing. Yeah, because I have all these books I need to actually um because the way I want my week to be. I know that we're busy, I know that we're like moving and stuff. But the way that I want my week to be, Monday through Fridays obviously work. Saturday Friday nights and Saturdays can be podcasting and dates. However You good? <laughs> a little fur. Santa's just like zoomed in through the door and jumped on the bed and like some he went so fast that like some of like his fur like fluttered past him and he's like, What's that? And like did the whole like examination thing and now he's like he's just going. He he had like a nap for like four hours. 
And now he's just ready to go. Um, I love that for him. He's such a good cat. And uh, anyway, but uh, where was I going? What was I talking about? Going through the houses. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, oh yeah, my week. And what I wanted to, and then for Sunday, I would really love to find like a coffee house of some sort and then just like bang this shit out like i like okay spoiler alert which i know you guys already knew about because you guys are probably like oh my god where is it i don't see it um i never really got around to do that newsletter <laughs> i said i did it because i wanted you guys to ask about it but you guys didn't ask about it on any of my socials or my email and so I didn't really do it. Um, so I'm going to do it, but it's going to be like for funsies because I know there's like some astrology people out here who want actual horoscopes. So I think it'll be like a fun thing to do, something to expect for myself. And just like do it and just be like, okay, yeah, so this transit's here and it's hitting my Mars and it's making a trine to Venus. So therefore, I'm going to be fucking spicy. I want to be sexy. I want to have some dick. And I want to know that stuff. I want to know. You know, I just want to know when I'm going to be in the mood. You know? <laughs> um, I think that's really funny. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, really quickly before I get into it, because, like, I, I made a TikTok, and I'm just, like, I'm just so unhinged. This is, like, 25 minutes of me talking about myself. I don't know. Uh, but like, um, I just don't want, or, so like I'm 32 now, obviously you guys know this, and, uh, I have been so structured in the friendship, oh, this could probably be Pluto, too, so like, I've just like been so like, oh, you have to act like this to this person, act like that to that person, and I've been so, like, underwhelmed with my structuring of who I have been as a person that I'm, like, telling myself that I'm no longer hinged. Like, I'm a cupboard without a door. Just the hinges are off. And I keep imagining it like that. And I think it's, I think it's really funny. Anyway, let's get into it. Planets in transit. Dun, 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 dun. Um, no, we are looking at Pluto in the houses. We're going to do a deeper dive into Pluto in my houses because, well, in my, yeah. <sighs> in my houses because um, the way that it works is that, so you've got your birth chart. And then your outer chart would be, you know, the universe's actual transits going on right now. So you can see where your house, for example, my, uh, my needle Pluto is in Scorpio in the ninth house. And I'm in my ninth profession year, so that's already going to be activated there. And uh, so it's going to be an interesting year. So I've got to be on my tippies. Um, and then... Pluto's in Aquarius, and that's in my 12th first house. So, 
and that's square that's a not a good um not a good uh relationship there so it's going to be a lot of um tension when it comes to these two things it says spirituality and my unconscious so like my intuition might be in question or my want to just do things might be in question my knowledge base or or how spiritual I want to be I don't know I have to look a deeper into it um might be in question here and or might be some tension so I've got to find a balance but what I just learned earlier is that my fixed houses are offset by one so my fixed houses they're usually your um your second your fifth your uh, eighth and your t- uh, 11th houses um because the cardinal houses are the first fourth seventh um and tenth they're your you know the ascendant descendant um the fucking I mean clearly the the lowest part of your chart and then the midheaven um and then the mutable so the mutable signs are in the third uh ninth um fucking twelfth houses so my fixed signs are in my mutable houses meaning that they're more flexible and adaptable so with that being said with the square there i am going to have an easier challenge i'm going to have a challenging time in some aspects but it's also going to be easier because i'm more adaptable to it so you know you can do what you can do and then my but then yeah it's kind of funny because then my cardinal um houses have my uh fixed signs in them so or no, not my fixed signs, but my uh, mutable signs in them. And that's kind of interesting, too. It's like I can be stubborn, but I'm also adaptable. And tell me new information and reason with me. I'm okay. Just let me have time to move with it. I need only need about three days. If it doesn't solve itself within three days then um, that's a whole problem I have to address it however I sleep on it and then I not quite on it and then I sleep on it another night I got the answer I'm good alright let's get into it (laughs) you know I was having a lot of trouble um Trying to figure out how to how to um, do tonight's episode, and it was challenging until I realized that I have a book, and I have another book, and I have another book, and all these books tell me the information that I'm looking for. Isn't that fucking crazy? <laughs> Oh my god, my librarians would be so excited. Alright, so first of all, let's do Pluto and Aquarius. Oh, cool. So Pluto and Aquarius 
It's supposed to bring about a major technological advances, increased space exploration, emphasis on global humanitarian efforts. Um, I kind of, we've been seeing these kinds of things so far, you know, like a whole fucking Palestinian genocide that fucking Israel's doing, crazy. Um, but not, like, the world has seen it coming and it's been silly of us to not have addressed it beforehand, but the propaganda stays and so bit of being propaganda and fucking bullshit that and then like we're all just fucking because the system that we live in no one can actually take the time to pay attention to these things that are not right in front of our faces because we are all trying to live and it's not taken away from the problem of of the genocide but it's just how we're all being suppressed that so we're not even able to help one another. Um, so that's going to take center stage as it has been um, these coming 20 years. Um, AI advances because like I thought it was crazy when they were talking about how during the, which is still going on the Ukraine war uh, with Russia, that um, they had a replica of Zelensky or Putin or one of them. Um, they were afraid that they could like send that kind of um, technology. Like, okay, so they had this technology that they were able to use to generate a likeness, like a direct likeness, to of like Zelensky or Putin, and they could put that like on tv and it looks like you wouldn't question it like you would think that like that's that's them directly like nothing will look any different than what you're actually like seeing on on a the the tv or if they as if they were in person with you and i thought that was interesting and now they're kind of broadening that up and and they're making more advances that way um just everything's so crazy um space exploration i'm trying to think if i saw anything like they are taking clearer pictures of these outer planets i've seen that they're seeing i think they, they found like a some sort of a rainbow black hole which means that you know the black hole sucking in all the light rapidly obviously but it just gave it off a rainbow and it was kind of like weird because like there's like a solar system in it um or something but that's just very general um so yeah i i feel like there's something else with that too, with the Pluto and Aquarius. It can't just, or it's not gonna just be like, cause like I know that Aquarius is like, it's an innovator, so it's gonna be like trying to, um, hold on. What's Aquarius's weakness? Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Independent and predictable. 
Yeah, I feel like there's going to be things that probably happen that will look that unpredictable now in my head that we're not just going to see. It's going to be weird. But anyway, let's get to like Aquarius or Pluto throughout the houses because that's what you really care about. Um, because like what, so that's just kind of like what you're, um, I'm sorry. Let me go back to like actually see what Pluto and Aquarius actually means for people. Uranus in the signs. Like everyone says Uranus, not Uranus. <laughs> um, what is a planet? Void of course moon. Which page is I on? Rice. I'm just putting pages in. He was giving me a birth chart to look at to find the things that I'm most this? Interesting. Okay. okay, cool. So, Pluto and Aquarius. So, um, people with this um, natural um, placement, they can have like a profound impact on people through like their efforts for humanitarian, humanitarian charitable causes. Um, you might be involved with um, group or organizations where, as a leader, you can like initiate positive change. These are your cult leaders. So you might see the rise of a few cults here. But those are people with their natal um, Pluto and Aquarius. I'm going to save this. <sighs> so I can come back to it later. Virgo in the third house. Okay. So, yeah, that's that. But, yeah, so, I don't know. I'm just really kind of curious how the next 20 is going to go. Because, like, it all depends on, like, also, like, what placement or which way like say um the house that you have Aquarius and the house that you have Pluto in, it is said to affect different decades. Um, which I covered in a way earlier um episode. So I apologize if you have to go find that now. Um but they're just basically they so each house in the birth charts just thirty radians, thirty degrees. And so um the decans they come in thirds. So the first decan is one through nine, and then ten through nineteen, and then nineteen through um, thirty. And uh, that's just how they are. And then each decan kind of is like more. It just kind of defines how the sign might represent itself more, and um, just how which decan it comes in. So like, it said that. The uh, fucking one second, I don't know. So, like, it's between 2024 and 2030, the first decade is supposed to be of whatever sign or Aquarius is supposed to be kind of be affected more, and then 2030 to 2036, the second decade, 2036, 2044, the third decade, and then it moves into uh, fucking Pisces. Let's go. Alrighty. 
So Pluto in the first house. Um, so very um, no, I uh, was reading it and it was actually really interesting because it was exactly what I was just fucking said. So let's go. Um, so Pluto in the houses. So Pluto in the first. Um, few can match your willpower and determination because it's you, you're, do, you're doing things. Uh, relentless and incredibly patient once your mind is set. You're unwavering and willing... <coughs> Sorry. You're unwavering and willing to invest years to achieve a goal. I'll do a lot. Um, here, which almost just sounds like a Capricorn, you know? Because Capricorns are like the ones that are like, oh, once they have a goal set, they're willing to just go after it no matter what i just climbing up the fucking mountain their goats but it seems like a capricorn um your ultimate desires to be power be, to be in a powerful position where uh, you're gonna be fully in charge controlling in some of not all areas of your life thanks uh you dislike surprises and do all you can to avoid the unexpected when it inevitably occurs you're thrown off center but you'll regroup eventually. Uh, your powers of personal and transformation are outstanding, and I'm always kind of like reinventing, not reinventing myself. I'm just watching some Taylor Swift stuff. So like, it makes me think of like I'm rising from a phoenix, or rising like a phoenix, or whatever she says. Um, but your powers of personal transformation are outstanding. Once committed, you follow through with the desired personal change like such as like weight loss or an exercise program or shedding a habit and uh i i want to say yes and it's just funny because the things that i do do i uh don't necessarily talk about it so that's kind of what so with this transit those are the kinds of things that's the person that i need to be is what i'm kind of getting from it instead um, because it is going to be conjunct my first house, my 12th house. So I need to kind of step into those kinds of roles and get that discipline. Like I was saying to myself earlier. Um, but then, oh, my back hurts. Ugh. So, So Pluto in the second house, um, you're money motivated. Uh, your goal is not just a comfortable lifestyle, but true wealth. All the freedom and power that accompanies it. Like I encourage some people with Pluto in the second house to be ruthless in their finance and financial quest, and others to cut corners to realize their goals. Thanks. Doing either can backfire because this placement is usually one of, of, one of boom or bust. So you're either going to get it or you're not. Uh, calculated risk match with your potential for high earnings can yield the financial rewards you seek. Spending is generally in line with income, although you have a taste for quality and want the biggest and the best. So do so with, do so when you can afford it. So, a caution. Then, that's interesting. First house is like be disciplined. Second house, be cautious with spending your money. Um. Pluto in the third house. This is just if, like, you know, if you happen to have Aquarius in these houses, because 
So then, like, take that with whatever Aquarius kind of means. Um, and we just kind of went over it. So this is just Pluto with the first, or with the house on. With the house uh, influence. But with, you know, with Aquarian views. So Pluto in the third house, your intense and focused mind and penetrating insight, along with your ability to outthink the competition, give you an edge. I, you know what I should have done? I know exactly what I should have. I should have, um... Alright. Okay. Yeah, okay. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Um, give you an edge over many people. Complement this talent with education to realize your full potential. You excel at research. Okay, yeah, because Pluto... Or no, sorry. The third house is communication. And so, yeah. You know, excel at research and are rarely caught unprepared. Uh, without all the facts and figures to back up your conclusion. Secretive by nature, because, you know, Pluto. And at times, rightly or wrongly suspicious of others' motives. You amass a wealth of information because people feel comfortable sharing confidences with you. They know you don't repeat what you hear. You express your thoughts. And if you, oh, that's funny, and if you express your thoughts in a few words or phrases and could be a powerful and commanding speaker, emotional ties with siblings run deep, but these relationships may be difficult, complete with power plays. So, okay, that's interesting, because like when reading that, because, you know, just like on a regular birth chart, don't like the rising, like Aries is the first house, second house is Taurus. Third house communication that's ruled by Gemini, which is interesting because, like, they say that Gemini's gossip, they tell everyone's information to everyone, and so that's kind of an interesting. So, I guess the takeaway there is um, do your research, get your knowledge up, don't spread it, like, kind of keep it to yourself, like, move in silence almost. Um, Pluto in the fourth, the fourth house is your home. Your home is your power base, the place where you're full in charge and in control or want to be. This may result. Oh, sorry. I feel like I make a lot of noises. This may be the result of a childhood influence by a difficult and demanding parent. In some instances, Pluto here indicates a mean, mentality or physical abuse of family and romantics. Um, that's interesting, too. Domestic privacy is important, and you keep family business within the family. Invited guests are welcome, impromptu ones, and spread of the moment gatherings are not. Some people with Clue in the fourth house are able to do it yourselfers. Even if you aren't, you consider your home to be a work in progress. Renovation, major and minor, are ongoing. You're periodically to connect the concept to eliminate clutter and succeeding unneeded items. You could inherit a substantial legacy from a family member. Alright, go off. Um, Pluto in the fourth. So, uh, if it's transiting, you could, like I said, could get money from a family member, but also make sure you keep your house clean. You take care of your home, because you might lose it. Because I'm thinking of Pluto, you know, birth and rebirth, you know, destruction and reconstruction. So, take care of your home, because you could lose it. Um, Pluto in the fifth house, you have a deep well of emotional expression. Just range. Yeah, because the fifth house is uh, ruled by Cancer, usually. Is it? No, it's not. It's ruled by Leo. Um, is it? No, it's not. 
This is by Hold on, what am I fucking up? Because, okay, Aries, first house, second house, Taurus, third house, Gemini, Leo's, fourth house. Am I wrong? Because the sixth house is, uh, no, because relationships is seventh house, and that's ruled by Libra usually. So if I go backwards, Virgo's fifth house. Interesting. Okay. Um, but it's also like the house of creativity, the house of emotional ties, I would guess, which Virgo is necessarily the the beacon of emotional ties there, you know? Hmm. That's interesting. This can occur, okay. You have a deep level of emotional expression, just waiting to be released. This can occur on several levels. Through creativity, hobbies, and leisure time pursuits, children, or romance. <laughs> All can be a positive part of your life in some way. In love, you can pass possessive and jealous and try to hang on to a relationship that's outlived its life. It's potential. Okay, I guess that is more Virgo then, because that's, that's their stereotype. Uh, you're also protective. Is that what I meant to them? You're both toxic? <laughs> You're also protective of those you love, <laughs> which could stack your children's independence and creativity. Nurturing support is more effective, albeit more difficult for you, but definite, definitely one way to encourage strong ties. You could do well with investments, but also incur, incur losses so you might fare better with those that are more conservative in, in long term. Alright. Uh, you could do well with investments, but also incur losses. So you might fare better with those that are more conservative long term. This isn't just nice money. <sighs> so I guess with that one, the takeaway would be to make sure that you um. Take care of your mental health, is what I want to say. And to kind of let things go easier. Like, don't hold on to it longer than it needs to, obviously. And don't be too strict. Because that's you're doing more harm than good. Um, Pluto in the sixth house. You're passionate about your work life and excel at finding easier, better, more efficient uh, procedures. Convincing others to follow your lead, however, could be a challenge because you're naturally inclined to take charge. That makes sense. Ease up on their intensity and get them involved. I'm so lost. What did I forget? Who did I forget? Oh, I forgot Cancer. Cancer is the fifth house. Okay, yeah, okay. Alright, because I went right to. Okay, hold on. So, Aries, first house, second house, Taurus, third house, Gemini, fourth house, the home is Cancer, fifth house is Leo, and then sixth house is Gemini, or is Virgo. I'm like, mm, this 
doesn't sound right. <laughs> That's funny. And so yeah, definitely be careful when you're talking to Leo. Or when you're dealing with Pluto in the fifth house because that shit can combust and break down on you when you're like trying to mean well. Um you're so then with Pluto in the sixth house and with that Virgo influence in mind, um you're passionate about your work life and excel at finding easier, better, and more efficient problem procedures. Right. Convincing others to follow your lead, however, could be a challenge because you're naturally inclined to take charge. Which is funny because Virgos are the mutable signs of the earth signs. But they think that they're doing something correctly and you're doing it wrong. They're gonna let you know. Um so, Pluto in the sixth house also increases the chance of layoffs and other similar job related developments as a result of global changes. Using networking and ongoing training to increase marketability. With your strong willpower, you're usually successful in making, making needed changes to ensure a healthy lifestyle, but also have above average stamina. Oh, sorry, you also have above average stamina. Some people with this placement get great satisfaction from helping others improve their lives. So, yeah, so. With Pluto kind of transiting that area for some people. Um, start saving money. Get your rainy day fund in just in case you have to lose your fucking job. Or get a different job or make yourself more marketable in some way. Uh, just gain skills. Collect them. Like a Pokemon. Alright. Pluto in the seventh house. That's your house of relationships. Um, you're attracting to strong-willed people who have a commanding presence. They're powerful in your dreams, freaks, and stimulates you. But Pluto here also can indicate a partner who's controlling and domineering. Or you might fit that description yourself. Either way, your life is sure to be probably influenced and changed through, this, through close relationships. Your challenge is to promote cooperation and unity, which are enhanced by your intuitive understanding of people. You're probably an excellent amateur, if not professional, or psychologist. That's nice. This can make you an excellent manager if you emphasize guidance and support once you desire to be in charge, over your desire to be in charge. You also could find yourself caught in a power struggle from time to time. Overall, you can be a major force for positive change in people's lives. That's very nice. Um, so, that just kind of sets, like, <coughs> take, not take care. But take heed and um, what your the people around you are having an influence on you. I'm not going to figure out how to say it better. Yeah, I, that, that was a weird sentence. I'm sorry. But it's, it's out in the world now. Um, so yeah, just be careful about the people you're hanging out with and if they're trying to manipulate you. Be careful of manipulating people. That's what that says. Um... Hmm. I have to look at a chart now. Give me two moments here. I think I might still have it out. I might still have it out. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Do I have... Let's go up, 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 up. Where's Pluto? Let's 
Seven Square. Oh, Seven Eleventh House. That's me. Let me find that symbol. Sorry, guys. Okay. Mars, Pluto. Okay. Let's go back to the other thing. Let me find that is. That's Pluto. That's my Pluto. And. That's funny. That's funny. So my needle Pluto is in the ninth and his needle Pluto is in the second. Let me go back to that. Sorry, I'm reading it really quickly. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. And then I'll have to go back to, like, listen to what I said. But it was just very, like... Make sure you're saving. And he does. He saves it. That's interesting. And that was my that was the seventh house I was reading. Okay. That's crazy. That's funny. That's really interesting. Oh, his son's in the eleventh house also. My son's in the eleventh house. That's funny. And then my son hits his third house. And his third house is Sagittarius. So that's funny. As well. And he's got, oof. His clue uh, is going to be in his fifth house there. Sorry guys, I didn't mean to like go down a little bit of a rabbit hole into the sinistry chart here that I've got. Because I'm not crazy. Hmm? There's a direct square between uh, them. Or I don't know. What's going on here? We have some planets that square each other that are supposed to be difficult, but then we have um, placements that kind of repair that difficulty. So it's kind of really interesting. However, our moons are not compatible. They're compatible sign-wise, but they're not compatible, like, you know, phase-wise. So it kind of sucks. It just means that I am going to be the emotional one, but that's fine. Because I'm also a woman. I'm going to be emotional if I want to be emotional. As long as I can logically make sense later in my own head. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Um, Pluto in the 8th house, continuing on. Uh, you have a talent to transform, it, and then Pluto is natively in the 8th house, considering that it usually is ruled by Scorpio. Or, or 
they're usually real scorpion scorpio is a native house <laughs> is the house um you have a talent to transform what others see as junk into something useful this ability can manifest in everything from home improvements to finances to job tasks that's your unique in inventive perspective in action your strong willpower encourages an all-or-nothing attitude half-hearted attempts are left to those you consider to be a weaker soul so like a determination and stamina an active sixth sense it could be psychic nice uh, it gives you added insight that you can benefit money that look, you know, gives you added insight that can benefit money matters Many people with Pluto in the 8th house experience a major life change because of substantial financial gains or unfortunate losses. Your could uh, come through, oh, okay, you, so you can get like a family legacy, career successes, or even a lucky one. This placement also indicates researchability and a secret of nature. Yeah, so that was just kind of like a, if you're just going to charge into it, like make sure it's safe. Eighth house is also the receiving, so there's a lot of like um, because second house is the opposite house, and second house is your money house, and eighth house is like how you're receiving money. So it's like if you get any money from like, uh, someone passing away and it just leaving you fucking some money, just because you're their favorite niece or nephew or whatever. Um, it's kind of interesting. So Pluto in the ninth house, where my natal Pluto is. Uh, higher education has a twofold purpose in your life career achievement and knowledge. Knowledge is power. Your powerful need to know is closely linked to your morals and sense of justice. I need to know everything. I don't even care if it matters. I just need to know it. I don't know why. I just need to know it. Like, just tell me your secrets. Why are you having secrets? What are they for? Just tell me. Um, <laughs> your powerful need to know is closely linked to your morals and sense of justice. Hypocrisy goes against your deep-seated beliefs. And some people with Pluto in the ninth house become crusaders for a cause. I will do a lot to prove a point. That's, that's fair. Now, you have the power to initiate ethical change in society or, an or on an individual basis by sharing your knowledge and encouraging others to strive for higher standards. Spirituality is a sh also a strong theme and may have strong religious convictions. Legal matters may or may not work out to your advantage, and relationships with in-laws can be positive or negative. Travel can be life-changing through exposure to other cultures. I love traveling. Um, and I feel like the whole law thing and relationships with in-laws specifically, that it's funny that it's specific specific with that Sagittarius let's be honest like some people are gonna like you some people are gonna like you Sagittarius natally uh, or naturally rules the ninth house um and uh if you're a Sagittarius you're fucking you're fucking around and you're finding out so that's the whole law thing um so that's kind of actually really funny he's gotta play by the rules or you'll get grounded. Um, but they get comfortable not knowing everything. Because that's my, where my Pluto naturally is. It's in Scorpio, so it's like... I just want to know everything. 
and so I tend to listen a lot more than I tend to speak. I think I'm also awkward in public though, so I don't know if that's if that's all the case. <laughs> All right, moving on. So Pluto in the 10th house. You have the ambition to drive because the 10th house is the midheaven. That's your career. Um, ruled by Capricorn, usually. <coughs> Pluto in the 10th house. You have the ambition and drive to achieve the top career position you desire. It could be a powerful one where, you, where your leadership skills used ethically, used ethically create an environment of healthy change and a personal and professional growth. Use them unwisely, however, and you're just losing all you've gained. Yikes, and for Capricorn, you're off the fucking mountain. You just climbed it, and now you're off. There is rarely any in-between with transformative, transformative little influencing the career. Much the same applies to people you... I can I can read, I swear. <laughs> Pluto influences the career. Much the same applies to people you encounter through your career, as well as in other activities. They fall primarily in two categories, friend or foe. Supporters help further your aims, while adversaries try to undermine your efforts. Knowing who's who is part of, is part observation, part intuition. Some people with this placement are masterful politicians and, and politicians and executives. That makes sense. That's interesting. So you gotta learn how to play the game. Is basically what that says. Hmm. Pluto in the eleventh house is ruled by uh, Aquarius, naturally. So that's where you know where it's gonna want to be. Uh, friends are a major influence in your life. Some are wealthy, powerful, or have the right connections when you need networking. I can read, it's just that my mouth is dry and my tongue doesn't want to work. Because I've been talking a lot. Sanders are so cute. Okay. And friends are a major influence on your life. Some are wealthy, powerful, or have the right connections when you need a networking contact for personal professional reasons. You know or have met more famous people than most. Your leadership skills are influential in group activities, clubs, organizations, and humanitarian efforts, where you have the potential to affect the lives of many. In those venues, you can be a catalyst for positive and monumental change, stress cooperation, and share their work and their credit. <laughs> These are the fucking cult leaders. Should ego replace good intentions, however, you could quickly come into dis disfavor. Some people with Pluto in the eleventh house fall in love, or sorry, fall in with the wrong crowd instead of using the planetary energy to better society or a small segment of it. These are your cult leaders, definitely. Um, so watch out for that. Like these are, can be your community leaders or they can be your cult leaders. Um, which makes you want to look up that dude who is the lead singer. For uh, 30 Seconds to Mars, Jared Leto. Um, where is his Pluto? One second. Because he kind of has a cult. Jared Leto, Pluto placement. 
astrology birth chart. He was born in 1971. I learned that Pluto is in Libra in his sixth house. Am I researching? Yeah. Maybe he doesn't have a cult. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a different thing. But Pluto in 12th house, this is what I wanted. Uh, you're contemplative at times and enjoy time alone to explore the inner workings of your mind. Absolutely, I did. Uh, thoughts of your sixth sense prompt insights into the world at large and the psychological, or sorry, the psychology of human nature. Your interest in what makes people tick. Depth of spirit adds compassion and motivates you to help others to better them their lives. Some people with Pluto in the 12th house make significant contributions in medical research, hospice work, or prison reform. Your most influential position may be behind the scenes where you have the ear of power. Your most influential position may be behind the scenes where you have the ear of powerful people who seek out and respect your advice. Be cautious though about whom you trust. This placement indicates both hidden supporters and adversaries. Also use common sense and steer clear of any potentially unsafe area. I am really good at staying from unsafe areas, to be honest. Um, okay, and that's where I was also kind of wondering about, because Aquarius is my 12th house and it goes down, dips down to my first house. So, odd thought that I have for myself is I should just probably um, get certified as a, as a life coach, just get certified as a tarot card reader, get certified as an astrologist. And that's gonna be my business, kind of just like super fun. And yeah, actually, I think I'm gonna just fucking go do that. Just be the witchy bitch that I want to be. And I've been contemplating it for a while, but I think I'm just gonna go do, go ahead and do it. And I wanted to like try to find the the how my natal Pluto and Scorpio. And the ninth house would relate to the 12th house Pluto transiting Aquarius. And that just made the connection there. That literally just made the connection there. So after I get done my, my, my February and my uh, January goals, that's where I'm going next. You heard it here full first, folks. Um, which is funny, because I've been thinking about and considering these things for a couple years now. And this is what I do. And then I don't necessarily do them, or I try to do them. And I just kind of, like, I'm influenced by the person I'm dating. Funnily enough. Or, uh, because, like, you know, sometimes, um, it's not that they're, it's not, that they're not supportive. It's just, like, how where we are at in the relationship because I put so much into relationships that I don't feel confident in myself to do the things I need to do. And that's not on them, that's on me because I don't take care of myself like I should. Um, I've done a lot of growing. Um, so yeah, that's a podcast fucking guys. Nicely done. Thank you for hanging out with me. And uh, let the odds be ever in your favor. But I hope that helps you out, like, figuring out, like, how it's going to be, like, um, how it could affect you. 
um, when it could affect you. It's over a, a, a while, though, so over at least 20 years. So, like, you, you're going to be okay. And it's just funny to me a little bit because I've never really thought too much about it because it's such a generational planet. So, like, the generational planets don't really, you know, it doesn't really have that, you don't feel like it has that strong of an effect on you because, like, these things, like, move into signs, like, every 20 years or whatever. They go retrograde sometimes, but, like, when they last for a while and they're retrograding, but it's, like, once every year or two or three for some of these other things. Uh, whereas, like, fucking Mercury's retrograde every other fucking month and, like... And so it's kind of interesting when you think about it. Um, and then you look back at the last 20 years and how that has actually affected you. Because, like, I saw this TikTok of this woman 